go. That's outstanding. Like a farmer in his field. We are an ecosystem of things and ideas. I gotta think of some more big words like portmanteau and soliloquy. My middle name is Innovation, and my other middle name is Paradigm Shift. Carry on, James. Carry on. We're gonna serve up some juicy stories like a hot plate of pancakes. Alright, it's time for another edition of the Channel Futures Podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I'm the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson, Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Hey, everyone. I'm doing I'm doing well. Things are good. Life is good. When you put everything in perspective, Craig, things are good. I'm feeling like happy to be alive. What about you? Yeah, I, I I think part of that is because it's been such a, a busy couple of weeks here at the old Channel Futures, right? Of course, we're gearing oh. up for the Channel Partners Conference and Expo in a few weeks. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yep, yep. It's been it's been wild, Craig. As particularly the MSP five hundred one that this is happening. Um, hold on, hold on. You got to say that. You got to say that again. You, you the didn't MS- have enough enthusiasm. The MSP five hundred one. There you go. There you go. So the the 501 launch, the application launch last week, we're really excited about that. It's open uh, through the end of April, but uh, it's a good time to start working on your application because uh, this is the largest survey and most comprehensive survey and ranking of managed service providers worldwide. It's now in its 17th year. We want to get a huge number of applications in for this. It's so exciting. This year we've got some new things. Uh, It's going to blow you away. That's all I can say. Greg, it's uh, such a treasure trove of data that our our analysts and consultants get to look at and leverage in the field to uh, to help many companies in the channel succeed with the knowledge yeah. they have now. Yeah, we got that report that comes out that uh, applicants will get to look at, led now by our research team from Omdia. Uh, this is the first full year that they've been uh, working on that on the MSP 501. So it adds a little uh, gravitas, if you will, mm-hmm. to, to the whole project, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Oh, the gravitas is weighty, Craig. <laughs> hey, speaking of awards, uh, let's talk about the one that you are hardcore into. Uh, and that's for our friends in the agent or technology advisor community. Where we are, where are we with the TA one hundred and one? I know we got the the big awards at the event coming up. Uh, what do people need to know? Yeah, Craig. Um, so the the Technology Advisor one hundred and one has closed. We have the list of one hundred and one names of leaders and influencers and innovators and just overall ex- excellent ambassadors of the agent go to market model. Um, we did this for the first time basically last year. And so this is our, our second time doing it. And this time we took peer nominations, both from last time's winners, as well as other partners, uh, the TSDs, the suppliers, and our own editorial team. So I, I taken a look at the list here. I'm just, I'm loving the names on here. I'm loving the depth of the names. Uh, the different companies represented different, different um, types of uh, TA firms. It's going to be great, Craig. We're excited to, to recognize those folks uh, at a special reception in their honor and then uh, announce the uh, special award winners of that list 
um, on the keynote stage. So yeah, a lot of a lot of hoopla there as well. That is awesome. Yeah, taking this uh, awards to the next level, much like we've done with the MSP five hundred one. So that's pretty cool. Indeed. Uh, so we don't have a date yet. We we might by the time this podcast airs as to when the list is going to be coming out, but it will be it will be soon. It'll be before uh, obviously the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. So keep an eye out for that on Channel Features. Correct. See, you want to keep those eyes laser yeah. focused, uh, even if you only have like you have a patch like the pirate like i yeah, had like at you. the beginning of the podcast yeah keep that other eye uh close on it then too uh okay so uh, not to mention all that james this is our third podcast in as many weeks is that crazy i mean that could be a record for us i mean but what's gotten into us i love it craig i mean if you think about it it's our second recording in, in one day so I mean, it's been, we, we've been prolific with technically this. it's not our second recording because i oh. didn't hit record the first time <laughs> that we started doing this little uh insider baseball as i like to say so again uh we're recording this on a friday so uh, mistakes happen uh and that's what happened the first time james thanks so much for letting our loyal casties know that this doesn't always go off without a hitch Hey, they should know we do a dry run through every time just to make sure our banter is <laughs> is mm, just perfect. Just spot on. Yeah. Oh, all right. I don't know, Craig. Yeah, I mean, I, it seems like the, the interviews that we're getting are just sort of falling into our laps. And that's maybe that's making it <laughs> so, easy. For... Is that why we're we've done more? That's probably the only reason that's funny. Maybe. Well, we had we've had some good stuff to talk about, mm -hmm. no doubt including uh, the uh, MSP 501, which you just discussed. Uh, we've got a great discussion coming up later. Uh, you're not going to be involved because of your travel travails, because uh, I had this one earlier this week when you were probably on an airplane somewhere. Uh, we got Debbie Kane from our Omdia Channel Research Business coming by to chat with me. Uh, she's super involved in the MSP 501 process and uh, excited to talk with her to get all the skinny, all the scoop on oh, yeah. the MSP oh, yeah. 501 this year. So it's, James, uh, yeah. yeah, so let's talk about uh, your travel uh, travails as it, mm -hmm. as it were. Uh, you were, I will congratulate you for being the first Channel Futures editor back on the road uh, this year, at least as far as I can recall. Uh, what, what happened in Dallas? Uh, let's talk about the, uh, the big Intellisys event you were at. Craig, I rubbed shoulders with Intellisys brass and Intellisys sales partners and suppliers at the Amp for Growth Dallas event. They really wanted to get the event season kicked off in a big way this year. And so I, I had the distinct pleasure of going to their event in the Dallas area, uh, meeting SVP of sales, Bob Harback and um, SVP of marketing, Ansley Hoke. And, and, and there you great go. There, there you go again, dropping names. That's what you do. That's the channel way, Craig. Drop the names. That way people know that you know the names. It's like putting that in your in your pocket, just people entering the channel. That's what people in the channel do. They're like, oh, Craig Galbert. Like they go and they say the names of the people they know. It's what they do. Well, people talk about you all the time. Sure, sure. Well, that sounds But it was fun. So just, you know, sort of if you want to fill fill the Cassies in a little bit on your the problems that you had coming back. I mean, just for just for you know what's in giggles. Well, Craig, I went with a 625 departure flight. Um, PM. And so things ended, yeah. things ended at around four, um, <laughs> four, four 30 at Intellisys. 
And, and when you I, say ended, it's not like, so that's like 10 hours, two hours time difference. That sounds like an eight hour flight. It shouldn't take that long. Oh, wait, you're James Anderson. You, you had to have a layover. Yes, we do layovers. We do layovers in this business. Saves <laughs> money and gives me ample time for sleeping on the plane. And, you know, I mean, not everybody wants to fly American Airlines all the time. They're the Dallas people. But yeah, Craig, I mean, so like I basically was trying to finish my article in time. For... And now you're talking about the return flight now. I'm talking, oh, I didn't. Oh, sorry. The the flight there, the flight there was a 9 p.m. Uh, Spirit <laughs> Airlines flight that I got on after the Lions game ended. And then oh, took God, me, okay. landed in Vegas at like 3 a.m., um, slept there a little bit. And then, uh, well, I guess I landed at like 1 a.m. into Vegas. And then at 5 a.m., flew from Vegas to Dallas. Easy peasy. Great sleep. Got a lot of reading done. Um, but yeah, certainly don't plan on using spirit airlines again. I mean, people have different opinions, but I, I, they didn't give me any water. I was so thirsty. Yeah. Greg? Well, and you know, the, the, the overnight could have contributed to your experience, but what you were talking about earlier, the return trip was actually yes. more, more interesting. So you, right. you were trying to finish your story. You said trying you were trying story. to finish your story now about trying to finish your story. Right. There, we're always trying to finish a story, Craig, and stories stories encircle other stories. It's it's really the human experience. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to get this, this slideshow done. And it's like events, when you're writing stories at an event, you're it's really on the fly. Like you're gathering oh, yeah. sources as you go. You're like trying to like stalk people and get their get interviews from them. And like it's it's uh, and you're transcribing the interviews you did it's a very dynamic experience and so i'm trying to get that done before i get in the uber and because i'm like gosh i gotta finish the story and then get in the yeah. uber and then you know kelly mcmillan was kind enough to tell me like you know you could write the story in the uber yeah like, so you did that i started to do that yeah so oh, i'm like okay. okay all right i'm gonna order an uber i went to order an uber uber was coming and i'm like okay i don't have my bag because i checked in my bag at with the event and it's somewhere and so i went looking looking for it i found it they, they helped me find it and so i had to cancel the uber so that's that's on the expense report sorry um and then um uh <laughs> so not yet I, it isn't you haven't filled yours out yet <laughs> i i i had to i had to order another uber and uh the guy that i wrote my story on the on the car in the car i just don't like I try to be present with my Uber drivers, Craig. I want them to know that, like, if they want to engage me in conversation, that's fine. I'll talk with them. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, I, I ended up doing a story this time on like, in the car. But then and you eventually got dropped off the wrong terminal. You at said the wrong you, terminal. Yes. Yeah. And then I was like, "This is a problem." Then I got to order another Uber, um, which took another fifteen minutes. And by the time that Uber driver, it, like, it was like 30 minutes left. And that Uber driver was like, you got this, dude. You got this. Like, <laughs> I got you. Like, I believe in you. And mm -hmm. I and I was like, dude, you know, I've given up hope. But, like, I think you're right. Like, if you believe in me, I believe in me. And then I showed up. I showed up at Del the Delta baggage check. And they're like, we're not taking your, your bags. Like, you're far too late. Like, there is no, there is yeah. no return for you, they said to me. 
but then they they were awesome they helped me with a really nice lady helped me like uh not just fly standby but like actually gave me tickets for the next two flights so great customer experience ended up uh the next flight was at 7 a.m the next morning so i just hung out <laughs> a little bit at the airport pulled a little tom hanks and um just hung out i got a lot of reading done craig got a lot of like i edited the rest of my story because i just it was a little too hasty so um yeah nice nice meditative experience in the airport and then in the morning blew up to minnesota and then (laughs) flew to seattle and i was home of course you did so you know i don't james i don't know if you knew so Seattle, Europe here, right? Yes. Seattle area, yeah. right? Right. And then Dallas, if if I'm right, is about here on the map. Precisely. And then, and then Minneapolis, which mm-hmm. you flew to, Minneapolis, St. Paul. It's pretty much straight north, right? So then you did yep. this. So I don't know if you realize that that's kind of an upside down L when you could have just done a uh this. Um, yeah, could have taken the hypotenuse, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> it's it a is. good point. It's a good point. At that point, I was I was held to the I don't know why, Craig. I don't know why I do these things. I think I think it's because I wanted a six o'clock flight. Like it was the mm. earliest I could get home. I think I wanted to be home sooner. Oh, how yeah. ironic that is, Craig. That yes, is. because that eight o'clock flight that was direct from a DFW to SeaTac probably would have gotten you home sooner. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, how 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 man makes plans. Yeah. But you know, Craig, that it wasn't too bad. It wasn't, I, I, it That's wasn't good. too bad. Um, I was able to sleep on the plane back, you know, real growth experience for me, new year's resolution. Let's try to get some more efficient flights. Let's try mm. to, let's try to be more adult, like when I'm traveling and, and really be more kind to future me. Cause there's a conflict because the me that's booking flights is like, Oh, this is cheaper. This is like a better time. I like, and the future me is like, why did you do this to me? Mm. Past me, such a dichotomy. So, yeah, it's a dichotomy. But yeah, that was my whole my story. All right. Well, you've already flopped on that resolution. Maybe you can uh, turn it around. Uh, we look we look forward to that. I assume yeah. you'll be flying direct to Vegas uh, for the Channel Partners Conference. And Absolutely, Craig. Right. Wouldn't there you go? Yeah. There you go. So speaking of that, the big show, right? March 11th through the 14th, we're back right. to Venetian. Maybe James hit the Cassies with the one more session you've got your eye on. Yeah, brother. Here's some low-hanging fruit for you. The first, the first one on the agenda. This is our Canalis colleague, Jay McBain, about to set the stage from the stage. He's setting the stage, but he's on the stage. See what I did there? I um, do. And he's going to be talking about his channel outlook opportunities on day one of the this is the MSP summit portion of the event his goal is to identify sectors that are poised for the biggest breakthroughs and the biggest growth so that partners can focus their resources there and achieve maximum roi or we call in the industry roy it's all part of our hot data showcase where we show the data that matters the most to channel leaders I like that, Roy. You know, Jay is kind of the king of data, James. Uh, Got to have him back on the podcast pretty soon. I think if he were to appear one more time, it would be the third time, which would tie a record with uh, John Delosier, uh for this podcast. We, of course, we've been doing this podcast now for many years. So three appearances really isn't that much, but it'd be good to have him back. So uh, uh, Jay, if you're watching, be looking for that invite. Right. Speaking, of, speaking of Roy... 
ROI chains. Uh, this podcast gives you and me really a, a huge, uh, huge ROI. Uh, just mm-hmm. the pure satisfaction of knowing that we've got our loyal Cassies on board. Yep, the ROI is 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 palpable, palpable, <laughs> palpable ROI. Um, Absolutely. Now, what about you, Craig? You got any sessions that uh, caught your eye? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you a handful of sessions here, James, all wrapped into one, actually. You kind of did that in promoting the J session because that's part of the hot data lineup. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, for one, like our AI symposium. This is going to be a series of sessions, both keynotes and conference sessions that uh, home in on what else? Artificial intelligence. Partners want to know uh, what are some of the use cases? How can they monetize it? All questions that agents and MSPs alike have been asking and we intend, James, to answer some of those questions. We've got speakers from Cisco, Lenovo, ConnectWise, Tolaris, marketing experts that run the gamut of IT and telco vendors that are going to help you get an AI-focused practice off the ground, or if you're simply interested in learning more about the tech that you can incorporate into your business. So good stuff coming up at Channel Partners, James. We'll be talking a little bit more about it uh, in our next podcast as well. Oh, Stacked agenda. It'll be fun. Come on over. Get a piece of the mind share, Craig. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Craig, uh, do we want to set up our next interview? Yeah, let's do it. So I mentioned it earlier, Debbie Kane uh, from our Omdia Channel Research Business, part of our team here at Channel Futures and the greater Informatech business. Uh, she's super involved in the MSP 501 process this year. Uh, we've got a big team working on it, but she is one of the people who knows the very most about it. Uh, so I thought I'd sit down with her, talk about some of the frequently asked questions that people have, talk about uh, filling out the application, what's new with the award this year, all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we're going to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're ready to kick off the 2024 MSP 501 season. Excited to be doing so with Debbie Kane, principal consultant with the Omdia Channel Research Business, part of our Channel Futures team. Debbie, you've got to be pretty excited. Very excited. This is a great time of year and lots of good good news to share. Yeah, you bet. We're going to do that in a minute after I thank our MSP 501 sponsor for 2024, and that is Ingram Micro. So, Debbie, the, the MSP 501, this is the 17th year for it. It's the world's largest and most comprehensive survey of managed service providers around the world. And each year, we're excited to name 501 companies to that list based on the applications they submit. And and this is gonna be another big year. So I I thought maybe you could start us off by telling us a little bit about what's new for 2024. Sure, thank you. Yeah, it's it's amazing to take a look at all the data that we collect. How do we make sure that we're updating it, um, making sure that it's covering all of the new technology. So we do a pretty rigorous evaluation um, that's made up of you know, our board of advisors, vendors, other MSPs, um, industry experts, folks like yourself. Uh, so it's been an interesting process. So we came up with some, I think, pretty good um, additions this year and um, some uh, improvements, if you will, to make it easier, less time, and a little, it'll help with the comprehensive part, but it'll make it easier nonetheless. So I'll just run through some of them because there's quite a few. Um, We simplified the questionnaire first of all. So the good news, 20% less questions. So 
Hopefully it'll take a lot less time, but we've launched earlier, so you'll have even more time to fill it out completely. Um, to help you with uh, kind of organizing the data, because sometimes multiple people have to be involved in uh, preparing and or uh, submitting the questions, because we've got finance, you've got sales, um, so different folks. So what we did is we improved the structure of the questions, um, adding sections for finance and uh, some of those most important questions up front, and then grouping the technology and then by technology, all, all the security questions, cloud, all in uh, together. I think in the past it was just added on to, so we feel a little bit better about the structure and added some drop downs to make it a lot easier. Um, and then we expanded our some of our uh, managed services offered section, so that will you know some dropped off, some you know were consolidated, um, and some just include some um, growth areas. Uh, which I think will be important as we look forward. Um, and there's a host of other additions that um, we have all of that formatted out in this FAQ that Ingram has sponsored for us. So that'll be available as well. Um, and then we've got a couple of surprises. Yeah. Maybe we the, should talk about. Yeah, the Next Gen 101, right? So this yes. list uh, previously that we re released each year was sort of the cutting edge companies uh, that are offering managed services in the channel, but we've really kind of expanded that and done something a little different with that this year. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, so, you know, as you said, it started out as an opportunity to identify growth markets, growth areas for partners, which partners, you know, seem to be driving a lot of those new technologies, but they just didn't make the ranking. Um for the 101, but it gave us an opportunity to, to, you know, to identify and honor them. Well, given everything that's happening and how quickly all these new technologies are really driving new opportunities within the channel, take AI, for example, that's going to affect many different technologies and many different partner types um, across the channel. So with and routes to market, things like that, that are, you know, really taking shape now, they're not just stuff we're talking about for the future, it's now. So in the same way, the Next Gen 101 has grown up and now it is going to be its own list, uh, its own award, its, um, you know, or its, its own process. It'll have its own methodology, but it still will be based around innovative technology, growth markets and um, revenue within. But the best part about it is that it's the same application, all the same data. So partners could actually make both lists by only applying once. So that will really, I think, um, give us not only an opportunity to, to recognize um, with a little more structure, uh, those 101 that are driving that new technology and, um, and innovations, but also make it easy on partners. So last thing we wanna do is ask them to fill out another application. So we're really excited about that. That's actually a very new, um, addition um, that we're building out now. And much like the 501, it'll have a lot of the same benefits, um, but they'll be specific to the next gen. So partners could make either list. It's not a prerequisite. So hopefully that will be um, a welcome addition to our portfolio. Very cool. Extra incentive for sure, Debbie. So you mentioned those yeah. FAQs. I want to get to some of those in a minute because there are always these questions that, that people have when they go through and fill out the application. But simply, I, I'd ask you, why Why would, uh, if you were a managed service provider out there, why, why mm -hmm. would you apply for the MSP 501 or the next gen? 
Yeah, well, I feel like I've done everything in the channel except be an MSP. <laughs> but having worked with many of them in the past, um, I can say that, well, much like the lottery, you can't win if you don't apply. And now you can apply for both with one application. Um, but there really are some big benefits for MSPs. Um, when you apply, you're in, you know, it is a little bit daunting to fill out, hopefully easier this year and less time, but still getting the same amount of data. What you're actually doing is providing us um, with valuable data so that vendors, distributors, our analysts, yourself, can better understand what it is that you need as an MSP, what's driving your business, what you might need more of, where your growth areas are. So it drives a lot of um, conversations, but it helps the vendors who you know you partner with to better understand what your needs are. And you're helping your fellow MSPs because you're providing this data collectively within the community. So um, that is probably one of the biggest values that you might not even think of. And then there's a host of others because when you um, when you make the list, you, you know, you could promote your business. We've got some amazing uh, feedback from uh, many of the MSPs who have one and how they leverage that data. Um, you know, it's, it's a badge of honor really um, to help comfort levels with your clients. It's great when you're um, acquiring new logos or new clients, but helping you retain the customers that you do have. So that's just some of the uh, benefits. Um, and you can also benchmark your business based on other MSPs and peers because you do become part of a community. So if you're looking to grow your business, you could certainly um, take some uh, tips from the winners and because it is based on growth. So um, those are some of the largest reasons why. And one of the things that we're doing that is also new this year is that in order to give you access to that data, what we're going to do is for every applicant of uh, MSP that applies, they were going to be provided a special report this year that we've never done before. Now that we have a research and consulting arm of, of the business, we're able to do those analyst reports. So only those that apply will be offered the opportunity to get a MSP 501 proprietary partner insight report on the MSP 501 and next gen data that we collect. And what that will do is they'll be able to take a look at those trends, what others are doing, you know, if you have a similar type practice to another. So that'll really provide, I think, um, some good trends, insights, and some go-to-market strategies if, if they're looking to grow their business. I will say that we had a um, a lot of feedback um, coming through on how others um, how other MSPs utilize the data and or the win. So there'll be more of that in the FAQ that you can find online. I just have to say, Debbie, access to that report is a huge asset for these MSPs uh, who are going to be applying for this list. In addition to getting on the list, which is massive in itself, but access to that report is something that we haven't had re uh, in no. the past, certainly to this level. So I'm pretty excited about that. You want to get you want to get to some of those FAQs uh, uh, here? Yeah, uh, yeah. Debbie? Let's I, keep going. I yeah, think let's one keep of going. Them, one of them's always around the financial data, right? Yeah. Uh, how does that work? It, well, it, it can be confusing and it can also be concerning to many. And we understand that. Um, 
we will first of all want to say that we do not disclose your financial data in terms of um, you know specific revenues, things like that. We keep that under wraps. We do publish your growth rates because that's what's the you know that's what the rankings are basically because it's based on revenues. So we want folks to feel confident that you know that type of data is sensitive and it's kept private. And the other side of the financials is um, that we do require a verification of revenue. So we make it easy. We provide a link to a form, you fill it out, and we just ask that it be verified um, through signature of the professional financial or a member of your executive team. So you're signing off on it, you're providing the, the data um, and verifying it through that process. So we do have those elements in place, but it is required for an application to be submitted and considered. It does have to have that financial, just a sign off that says, you know, myself and another professional um, indeed says this is true. And we feel that's important. So everyone feels that it's a um, level playing field, if you will. Absolutely. Now, I suppose one of the other big questions we get is the opening and closing date. February 1st. This is a little earlier this year, as I think you mentioned. We we opened it February 15th yeah. last year. So the application is open now and it will uh, be open until April 30th. And you can, of course, access that uh, from the Channel Futures website. Uh, we're going to have a big webinar in June, uh, the same week that we release uh, the 501 honorees from the list. We'll have a webinar on that Thursday uh, where they'll get a chance to see the top 50, actually, before they they hit the website on friday and there will be insights oh, into right. into into some of the data that you talked about as well and uh we'll have our special awards uh people are always interested in those we hand those out at the big msp 501 gala part of our msp summit event happening september 16th through the 19th this year in atlanta looking forward to yeah. that we'll add the, the next gen into that as well so it'll be even bigger more Absolutely. awards <laughs> yeah, and as mentioned, we have that uh, landing page dedicated on channelfutures.com with all the links, many more FAQs uh, that we haven't gotten to today, other details you might need, including an instructional video and a prep checklist to help you prepare, complete, and submit your application. So that's all in that hub. Check it out, Channel Futures website, and we'll we'll have it here uh, on your screen uh, as well, a direct link. And of course, you can and always... Email us for assistance and questions yep. at msp501 at informa.com. Yeah. One Did, last thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll add one more thing in there. Please do. So if you're if you're joining us at Channel Partners event in March in Vegas, which we hope that you do, and um, we are going to have an Ask the Analyst opportunity for you. So if you've got questions for our channel analyst, Devan Adams, he's going to be there with office hours. So you can We'll be putting out some promotions for that. But one of the things he would be able to do is answer questions on the 501 or even walk you through the process, take you through what a sample report might look like. So, And there's going to be lots and lots of conversations and fellow MSP. So we hope you can join us there. Very cool. About the only time I ever did office hours when I was in school, I was in trouble. So th this will be <laughs> so, so that's good. Hey, Debbie, you've got, uh, you got at least one quote from somebody who... Uh, has been an MSP 501 winner in the past. I think that'd be cool to uh, pass along to people to show them the value of applying for the 501. Yeah, it was an amazing opportunity to hear so many happy stories and and positive feedback. We One stood out. So I will say that, um, and I quote Marcial Velez from, is it Expert Tex? Expert Tex, right? yes. Mm -hmm. Expert Tex. Yep. 
The MSP 501 isn't just a list. It's a gold star on our company's report card, showcasing our dedication to innovative solutions and top-notch client service. It goes on, but I love that. It just really, um, to me, it kind of says everything. And that's really how, that's what we want you to feel, right? We want it to feel like it is indeed um, a gold star. So thank 100%. you to Marcial for sharing. Yes, thank you, We Marcia. want everyone to feel like a winner. Absolutely. And again, you've got till April 30th, but don't delay that application, even though it's 20% uh, less than, than last year and previous right. years. Still takes a little bit of time to go through, as you mentioned, the revenue verification, financial data, and so forth. It, it, it doesn't get completed in five minutes or so. You do. You no, do and, that, you and that's why we did that prep checklist, too, so that you might... No. And we did add some um, additional instructions this year, some guidance on who should fill out what section. Um, and, you know, we don't know where it lands and whose desk it lands on and if they are even aware of it. So we were thought we'd put a little bit more effort in that. So lots Good more stuff. this year. Yeah, absolutely. Debbie, thanks for your time today. Excited for the MSP 501. Craig, how'd you feel about that interaction? Really enjoyed the interview. Uh, again, I'm sorry that you missed it since you were uh, making yourself comfortable at 35,000 feet, wherever you were at the time. Um, but uh, it was great to catch up with Debbie with or without you uh, and learning a lot about what's new with the MSP 501 this year. Uh, we got to hear earlier uh, your comments on the TA 101. Uh, we've got a lot of awards happening here at the big old Channel Futures and Channel Partners. Yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Thanks for, for doing that interview, Craig. Yeah, I was just comfortably wedged between two other travelers. Um, on the <laughs> you were, back you were in the middle seat. seat on top of it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big, big middle seat uh, week for me. Um, I am a window guy, but that did not pan out the way I would have liked. Um, a lot of middle seating. Um, but it's it's I'm getting the chance to really strengthen my neck muscles. Mm -hmm. to be able to actually sleep sitting up it's 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 something we all should be able to practice yes of course it's easier to sleep against the window we all know that because there's neck support but those windows aren't always going to be there to support your neck so uh good for me to to be able to practice sleeping sitting up and sleep and that thing where you where you put the the tray down and wedge yourself oh. in so you can sleep you know that is so. That is so non-hygienic. You don't want. You don't want to be putting your face on all those trays. Yeah. All right. As as our colleagues here at Channel Futures would say, classic James. If you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James, just uh, go about anywhere you get your podcasts. You can listen to the audio there. Of course, we're doing this thing on video, as hopefully many of you are seeing. You can catch us on Vimeo on Vimeo.com, or of course, you can catch the audio and the video. Where, James? On the flagship news site, Craig. Yeah, you remember you're supposed to like cover your face because yeah, I otherwise you're overmodulated. It, I feel like it scares people. Uh, well, so does the overmodulation. The flagship news site. That's better. Channelfutures.com. Thanks for catching us uh, this time, everyone. And Join us for our next podcast, which I believe will be the pre-show edition for the Channel Partners Conference and Expo. Look forward to seeing you there. Oh, it's time for me to say a word of wisdom. I have one. So the closest, the, the shortest distance 
is a straight line. But because time is money, if the distance costs more, it is not actually the shortest distance.